Welcome everyone once again to Bolt from the Blue and here we are going to have a little pod for you and we've got uh, two guys joining me and we're, we've got two things to discuss today guys. Now, number one is the Champions League draw uh, and the other thing is what's going to happen on Monday regarding the FFP case against us and who better to discuss this than uh, the two gentlemen who have been on this um, journey with me on the BFTB uh, podcast. The first one we've got is Mr. Colin Savage. Colin, welcome back, and how are you doing? I'm good. Um, So it's kind of some good news, hopefully in advance of Monday's good news, is that um, my daughter had a little girl uh, last weekend, so I'm a first-time grandfather. Congratulations. I'm delighted about that, naturally. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, great news there. And more great news for our listeners. We also have Mr. Ray Bubbles from City Fan TV with us. How are you doing, Ray? Hey, hey, hey. I'm very well. I thought you'd call it. It would be Colin the Newt Savage. Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 we were trying to work out how drunk he'd be by the time the pod started. No, no, no. I'm, I'm only on my second glass, so... <laughs> perfectly sober fantastic uh, an answer to your question I, I'm, I'm doing alright it's uh, uh, it's nearly midnight in France uh, but uh, it's been a long long day uh, for me I was supposed to have an interview with somebody uh, at half past ten this morning somebody that you all know and all podders know but he had to cancel at the last minute uh, so oh, I've basically really? been up I know all that. day long someone, I know who that was someone Someone that um, is not too far away from us um, had, had to cancel uh, for personal reasons. So it just meant I've had. It just means I've had a very, very long day. Okay, okay. Well, I sympathise sympathise with you there, Ray. But you've got a couple of guys here that did not cancel on you, and that's me and Colin. And we're going to start off with Colin with uh, question number one. And I would like uh, Colin for you to give your reaction to what people have called the Champions League draw, but of course it's, I mean, it's very contingent upon certain teams beating other teams. But um, from Manchester City's point of view, what do you think about that um, potential down-the-line Champions League draw kind of thing? Well, obviously, yeah, an interesting draw. We've still got to beat Real Madrid, but we will get to play the second leg at the Etihad, and we've been pretty solid there since the uh, since project restart restarted um obviously if we get through that our next game is um at leon or, or juventus isn't it yeah and i think that's one all from the first leg isn't it or it's one nil to leon one nil for leon so anything could happen in that game 
you know, Juve, what one of the teams you've got to beat to to win the competition. I mean, it, it you know, you might get an easy draw in the round of sixteen, but you you're not particularly going to get an easy draw in the quarterfinals. It's you're going to have the Barcelonas, the Bayerns, the Juventuses, PSG, City. Uh, it's it's amazing um, that we're the only English club there, considering you know the record in the last few seasons. So. Um, Chelsea are still there, aren't they? Well, in theory, yes. <laughs> I mean, they're they're almost don't, gone. Don't they're see almost them gone. Overcome. So, so, but it's only going to be a you know it's going to be anything can happen in one game. You know, if you take a slender lead, a one nil lead away from a home leg, um, then you're a bit nervous. But you know, a one nil lead in a one leg game is a win. So uh, anything can happen in a in a single game. Um, the, um, you know, you'd imagine. Uh, Juve were favourites, but and, and they seem to be playing reasonably well. But we don't, you don't know. You know, Leon have, have um, given us a, a bit of a fright on a couple of occasions in, in previous Champions Leagues. And if we get through them, it's um, potentially Napoli or Barcelona. And Napoli, Barcelona, or I can't remember who the other side of the draw Chelsea, is. Chelsea, Bayern. Chelsea, Bayern. So you'd imagine Barcelona, one of Barcelona or Bayern. For, for the uh, potential semi-final, um, and, and again, those are teams you've got to be if you want to win the competition. And it's again a single game. The last time we played Barcelona, we absolutely hammered them. You know, we, we could have been six, seven, one winners. So again, you know, uh, Bayern, I think, will be a, a more difficult. It's uh, it's know. always a risk to count your chickens. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look at last season, nobody really give Spurs a chance against City and nobody thought Ajax would get through their game and uh, they got through to the semi so you know I, I mean for me I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm having I'm focusing on Real Madrid and I'm just having a peek over the fence um, to look at Lyon and uh, Juventus game but I'm not looking any further because you know um, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to get my chickens before they've hatched and so I'm, I'm just uh, sitting on the fence because the last thing you want to do is look at the next game after the game and then not make that next game. And it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, face, all can, so. that's all we can do at the moment, isn't it? But yeah. focus on the next game. That, that's what, one game at a time. Yeah, I mean, we touch over. We've got a, a good chance of beating Real Madrid and getting through to that last yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. last eight. So we'll take it from there. I mean, say, yeah, you know, you're not going to get any. You're not going to get an easy run to the final in the Champions League. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the, the fact that I've got tickets to fly out to Lisbon two days before the, the final is just a mere coincidence. <laughs> Although, Ray, there was some chap on Twitter uh, last night. Well, when I say last night, I mean um, earlier today, who said that um, he was licking his lips at the prospect of Riyad Mahrez and uh, Raheem Sterling running through uh, Juventus. Um, that was you, wasn't it? Uh, so, um, you're thinking that's a bit premature then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about some of the other draws, guys? Um, don't care. I know, you <laughs> don't ca- I know you don't care. I know you don't care. I know you don't care. But what do you think, uh, Colin Savage, about how it looks to some of the other teams and still in the competition? Well, yeah, I think we've, we've got the harder half of the draw, haven't we? I mean, um, you look at the other half of the draw... And you can't see really past um, PSG or Atletico for for getting through that 
half of the draw, I, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it, it's a one-off, isn't it? It's going to be even more of a lottery than it usually is. As I say, with a, with a two-leg game, you can come away with a 1-0 defeat and still feel confident. But, you know, in a one-leg game, if you lose 1-0, you're out, and that's it. So any, anything can happen, really. And um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, you'd have liked an Atalanta or a Leipzig or someone like that at this stage of the game to give you a bit of a cushion. But, yeah, we've actually been quite lucky. We haven't made the most of our games. We you know we should have beaten Spurs. Um, we, we only had ourselves to blame for, for losing to them last season. Um, you know, we lost to Monaco, um, Leon. Although it was only the uh, group stages, you know, Leon gave us a bit of a fright. So you, you, you can't can't take anything for granted. But uh, you know, you, yes, you, you'd rather have been in the other half of the draw. But you, you, you've got to beat what's put in front of you to win the competition. So you know, and, and it's not like um, now it's down to a single leg. We, we, we always said about Liverpool winning the Champions League. You know, they, they won it, great achievement. But you can lose what you know. How many games did they lose? Four. Oh. Four, four games in 13. Yeah, four games out of 13 they lost uh, and still with the competition. Now, you can't, from, from now on in, you can't afford to lose any games. So, Ray, could you, you know. Ray, could you just uh, fill in listeners on what they probably already know, but let's remind them anyway. Obviously, it's um, City or Real Madrid against either Juventus or Lyon. Could you just remind us of the other potential matchups? Um, blimey, you put me on the spot there. Um, well, you've got. Um, a current game, sorry, you got the game between uh, that we, uh, Chelsea um, and um, so Chelsea. Chelsea, have play, Chelsea have still got to play Bayern and the three 0 Yeah, the, I mean Barcelona, you know, it's, Barcelona and Napoli is one all from the first leg, and the, the home leg is going to be in Barcelona. So you, you'd put your money on Barca for that Barca and Bayern to go through. Then uh, Atalanta have got PSG. Yeah, Leipzig have got Atletico. I don't think there's any, I mean, it's easy to say, look, I, we expect Paris Saint-Germain to be Atalanta. Uh, we expect, um, you know, Atletico to be Atletico. Yeah, Leipzig. But, I mean... It's a, it's a single game. Anything can happen. It's a single game and they've got this far. If you get into the quarterfinals, you got through the group stages, um, you got through the round of 16, you've got to have at least something about you to get this far. And, and also, there's, there's other bits and pieces to think about. Uh, if I'm right, RB Leipzig, I mean, their season's finished. The German season's finished. So when Bayern Munich um, played Chelsea, for instance, they wouldn't have kicked a ball in anger in a competitive game for over a month. Now, that's got to hurt them a little bit. PSG haven't kicked a ball in anger since March. That's got to hurt. You know, regardless of how much warm-up and practice and everything else you can do, they want to kick to football for most of March, April, May, June, all of July. So you're looking at almost five months before they've not, they haven't played a competitive game. And in a one-off game, you can be caught short, you can be caught cold. Um, yeah. so, so City actually, out of all the teams off the top of my head, even more so than, uh, well, City and Chelsea uh, actually could be in a, in, in a slightly better position because Obviously, we've got the FA Cup. And if we get to the, uh, the final of, of the FA Cup, and we've got the league games, the final of the FA Cup, I think, is on the 1st of uh, August. So that actually um, keeps us interested. It keeps us interested. 
uh, until, you know, the, the remaining last of 16 games are on the 7th and the 8th of August. So if we get to the FA Cup final, for instance, then that's only a week after, uh, sorry, the FA Cup final is a week before our quarterfinal game against Real Madrid. So that's like a normal bit of the season. Um, and even if we don't get there, our last game's a few days before that last league game. So at least we've got that fitness and, and some form going into this. Whereas, you know, you, as I said, you're going to look at people like Lyon. Lyon haven't played for, for ages, same as PSG. So there's a lot of teams that are going to come into this competition in the, in the, either the remaining last of 16 or the quarterfinals undercooked. Mm-hmm. That is well, quite an important so, yeah. feature, isn't it, isn't it, Colin? Sorry? That's quite an important factor. A lot of teams will be coming in cold. Some will be coming in warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have to agree with Ray completely. We, you know, if we get past Arsenal, get to the FA Cup final, we're playing Real Madrid six days later. I think FA Cup finals on the Saturday, yeah. Real Madrid's on the Friday night. So, yeah, we'll be going that into into that game with a bit of an edge, and hopefully, you know, if we get to the FA Cup final and win it, we'll be going in with a true, you know, uh, having done a cup. Domestic Cup double, which will hopefully give us a boost and a bit of a, um, you know, a, a bit of a, a, I don't know, an incentive, if you like. Yeah, to, Philip wants it. Let's go for the Cup treble, which will still, yeah, it, which will be a it, very good season, despite the disappointment of being so far behind Liverpool, you know, in, in the, be, the league table. It would be crazy to think, Colin, if we did, you know, if we were fortunate enough to win the FA Cup final um, this season, it, over the last three seasons, if I'm right, is it only two domestic trophies that we've given up? Two, yeah. Yeah. We're I think we'll be, the, we'll be the only club ever to have retained both domestic trophies. Wow. I think. I don't think anyone else has done it. Well, guys, um, I just wanted to offer uh, you both the, the chance to say anything else that you um, you wanted to say about that. I think we've kind of covered it, but... Um, I think there, is, of, there is another thing. I mean, uh-huh. I, I wasn't sure where we were, we were going to cover it, but it was, it's been mentioned this week that um, teams that get further into the, uh, if we got to the final, for instance, of the um, uh, Champions League, or if United got to the, are the United still in the Europa League, I can't remember that. Well, that's what they're, what they're up to. But if we get to the final of the, of the FA Cup as well, uh, and to find that, then uh, we wouldn't be playing in the Community Shield. This talk of the Community Shield being between Liverpool and the uh, the uh, winners of the um, Football League Championship, which I think is absolutely outrageous, um, you know, yeah. because of we'll be taking part in uh, European games up till whatever the day of the finals, the twenty third, and I, I don't know what date the, they've given for the Community Shield. But this talk that if you get to the final of the, of the uh, in the Champions League um, or the Europa League, uh, Liverpool Leeds will be very tasty game, wouldn't it? I, I agree, but I, I think that's not. I think certainly not fair that they don't allow the current holders to re, uh, try to retain their trophy. That's the first thing. Yeah, and, and surely, surely it's up to Manchester City to decide because hey, you know, we might say hey, we value. And this, this is just me being silly, but we value the. Uh, community Shield so highly, we'll send our first team to the Community Shield and we'll send our kids to the Champions League final. Um, because, <laughs> well, the thing is, here's, yeah. here's the thing. Liverpool had the choice between a domestic trophy, a domestic competition in the EFL, the Carabao Cup, 
which has been going for 15, 60 years. 60 years that's been going. And they dumped it, sent their kids to play in the domestic tro- uh, game and sent their first team to win, go to try and win five million quid playing in a, you know, a, 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 the Galaxy World Play Cup, whatever you want to call it, the Club World come Championship. On, come on, they're world champions. I'm sorry, I, I, I take it back, I take it back. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if they can do that, if they can play two games in two years, why can't City send our kids to play in the game that we choose? You know, if we, if we are in the competition by merit, why take it away from us? And, and if, you, if you're going to do that, then why don't you just let the top two in the championship play and, and forget about the, the, prem, you know, the, um, the Premier League teams? Let them rest. It's, it's, just, it's just bizarre the way they've done it. We've still, we've still got, um, as you yourself, yourself said earlier, Ray, we only worry about it one game at a time. That's we've still true. got to get past Arsenal and then Chelsea or United. And also, Ray, you've got to remember that this is a Scouse Man United world and we only live, it, live in it because um, Aye, what, I, what, what I thought was so funny, guys, uh, last night, so in, in all of the, um, when the Champions League uh, um, matchups were being um, published online, I, di- I, I, I was very excited about seeing who the other teams were going to be matched up against. And so I went over to the Daily Mail and, of course, <laughs> the headline there was Manchester United draw Copenhagen or some team from Turkey. That was their big banner headline. So Juventus, you know, Chelsea, Man City, Barcelona. Oh, forget that. It's all about Man United yeah. against is, Copenhagen. I mean, yeah. obviously in my old age, my memory's not so good. Uh, can you boys remind me who Liverpool have got? Oh, well, I must have missed that. I yeah, me too. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, mm. well, because, they yeah, United still, still in the Europa League. Of course, um, Roma are still in there, and Edin Dzeko yeah, um, yeah. Wait, awaits, hopefully. I'm sure there's a, a good song about him, about Edin Dzeko. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, that it's it's all very, very exciting. It's a little bit anticlimactic, that kind of a draw, isn't it? So who you'll get after you beat the team that you haven't beaten yet. But as fun as that was... Something more fun um, is going to happen on Monday, Colin Savage. What's that all about? What's all of this Twitter nonsense about Monday? Well, on Monday, we are now officially told at uh, 9.30 a.m. British summertime, 10.30 a.m. European time, we will get the official verdict from Kaz in our appeal. Interesting. Has a decision already been made, Ray, do you think? Oh yeah, decisions being made. I mean, uh, we were chatting earlier. You, you don't say um, this is the day that the results going to be um, you know, delivered um, if you haven't already made your decision. And it's like anything else. You know, do you really think they're going to waste their weekends scrambling away, arguing with each other to make a decision right now? Um, the decision uh, has been done and dusted. Uh, I would suspect, without knowing anything, uh, this is where my my. Uh, starting off point is not knowing anything. I've not been told anything by anybody. My my two big sources have let me down. Um, Daddy's in HP. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, <laughs> they've not been forthcoming with any information. And uh, but usually these things in, in all big decisions, in, you know, you know <laughs> um, well in advance. I, I think of the final uh, day of the of revelation. Um, so you know we've heard some. Some leaks out today, 
Um, you know, I, I don't know whether they're true or not, but I would suspect um, people aren't probably willing to take a risk with their reputation uh, and, and guess. And, and, the, and the names that have you know, mentioned something, I can't believe uh, they take that risk because if they get it wrong, uh, for me, that's, that, that's, um, that's the end of them. That's their reputation uh, tarnished forever uh, by taking a punt. And so they've, you know, my feeling is they've got to be a hundred percent sure to risk uh, their reputation uh, on, on this. So, yeah, but I'm, 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 a, I'm ever the pessimist. I'm a City fan, you know. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking back to the uh, the last minute of a game back in '95-'96. Um, we had a, a manager by the name of Alan Ball, and we were, we were drawing with Liverpool two-two, and we were fighting against relegation uh, and we needed to win but then we weren't sure whether we needed a draw so we ended up wasting time in the corner for the last two minutes when it was too all when we actually needed to win so I, I'm never going to take anything for granted um, with City stay pessimistic expect the worst and if it works out in our favour then yeah I'll come out firing on Monday Now Colin Savage um, I was chatting to our um Corporate lawyer friend um, Stefan on um, social media um, several hours ago, and um, he seemed to agree with me that, that there's no way a million journalists can be wrong. I mean, there's no scenario that you could imagine where uh, it, after the announcement is made on Monday that um, City could be exonerated because that would mean basically floods of tears for Miguel Delaney and Duncan Castles and all of those guys. And what a shame I'm blocked so I won't be able to see them. I'll have to set up a new... You're going to have to unblock them just to watch the tears. Yeah. But just to give a bit of background to what Ray says, my understanding is, uh, and I'm, I'm told this by a normally reliable source, um, that when Cas come to a decision, obviously they, they um, give an official notification of that decision and they give advance notice as they have done of when that will be done now in advance of that what they do is actually um circulate their provisional decision to the two parties concerned so city and uefa uh, and they do that so that if there's any glaring if either of the parties feels there's any glaring error in the judgment then they can point that out but it has to be an absolute glaring error so fundamental that it would change the nature of the judgment. So the decision has been made that they've issued the provisional judgment to the two parties for their comment. And obviously they'll get, you know, a couple of days to comment on that maybe. Uh, and then the, uh, whether they've got any comments or not, um, they'll signify to UEFA that they're happy for the decision to be signed off. It will be signed off by the CAS president and then it will be released uh, on Monday as we've heard. So if that's true, and I've no reason to doubt it, the club will have been aware since maybe early this week of the actual provisional decision of the Court for Arbitration in Sport on this matter. And um, the fact that a lot of the um, positive noises are coming out from the city side tends to suggest that there is good news on Monday, but we're all city fans and we won't believe it, mm -hmm. so we actually see it in black and white. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident now going into the weekend that um, we will hear some good news on Monday. What do you think about that, Ray? 
Well, I thought the good news was that I got a, a, an appointment with the barber uh, after waiting four months. Um, no, no, um, no, that, that is good news, right? <laughs> in all in all seriousness, you know, if if the way the way Collins described it, it seems extremely uh, plausible. It seems that it's it's a it's a a, um, a right procedure to follow. Um, you know, you, you what you don't want is somebody to be complaining uh, about something that. You know, if a glaring error has been made, it's, it's like if, if any of you are um, listeners are cricket fans, it's like the DRS, you know, it's there to catch any glaring error. So that's why, you know, I can understand why you release a provisional judgment uh, a few days beforehand, give each party a chance to um, respond if they need to, uh, and then have a final judgment, uh, you know, have it signed, sealed and delivered. And I've no doubt that it's already, obviously it's already been signed, sealed and delivered. If they say we're going to release it on Monday, then it's signed, sealed and delivered already. Um, and so, yes, you know, you could have somebody uh, at the club or UEFA uh, leaking. Uh, I'm surprised UEFA hadn't already done any leaks because, you know, they've got so many holes, you might as well be a colander or a sieve. Uh, UEFA, the way the information oh, is they're, they're tight as a nat's arse, UEFA. I mean, is that right? nothing, nothing ever gets out from UEFA. <laughs> I tell you what, you need you need your mask, your COVID mask made out of uh, UEFA because nothing nothing gets through. Nothing gets through them. Yeah, um, I think um, Mr. Tarek Panja probably um, would disagree with you on that particular point, but it's. Uh, I'm, I'm told to watch out for the Times, the paid newspaper, the Times. Yeah, there might be a hint in there over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a possibility. But I, I've been confident all along because I'm saying to people that just the nature of this case and the appeal, UEFA have to clear a number of all of a number of hurdles to make it stick. So they've got to clear the hurdle that, and, and Stefan has talked about this in, in excruciating detail um, on ninety three twenty pod in blogs he's written. They've got to get through the hurdle of um, did, did the original 2014 settlement cover this period? So, you know, did, did you ever have the, have the right to go back? Did they have the right to um, reopen the settlement? Because uh, it's all about uh, mm. the date of the, the actual date of the breach. So, so you, you've got they've, got they've got to kind of convince Kaz of two or three uh, questions about the legality of the situation before they even talk about the mechanics of who's paid what to whom and when um and they've probably they've got to prove two or three things there so they've got about four or five hurdles all of which they have to clear to to make this case stick whereas city as i see it only have to counter one of those hurdles they only have to trip uefa up on one of those hurdles and we've we've won on the balance of probabilities so i don't know how cas worked but you know if, if we were to say well actually the the original 2014 agreement covered the the transgressions that we were talking about here so you know not applicable to be to be uh, reopened or that the terms of the settlement said that UEFA couldn't come back so uh, if we could convince Kaz of either or both of those then Kaz would have no option but to turn around and say well yeah hang on you know UEFA you've got no right to bring this case and then, then you're onto this stuff about, um, you know, who paid what? Did Sheikh Mansour pay some of the Etihad sponsorship? Well, you know, I, I, I've gone into print, verbally and, and mm. in writing, to say that 
I know it's not the, I don't believe it's the case that, that he did do. And there's evidence to support the case that um, the Executive Council paid the Etihad sponsorship. Um, so, you know, again, that's, that's fairly, uh, there's rumours coming out potentially that, you know, we presented some very high level evidence from Abu Dhabi to the, to the CAS um, arbitration panel that that was in fact the case. I don't know how true that is. I, hopefully we'll find out more, uh, a little bit more on Monday, but all we'll find out on Monday is, is basically the basic decision and a little bit of the reasoning behind it. Um, hey. It's then up to the, the participants in the case to agree to release further details. And I suspect that UEFA, even, even if UEFA lose, they'll be happy to, to uh, agree to further details being released. But City, if they win, we think they have done, um, won't be happy for, for various reasons. Ray, it is, um, it is fascinating to observe that um, all throughout this process, uh, the uh, executives of Man City have been acting pretty cocksure and they, yeah. they, 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 they seem to be um, like a man who has basically got a briefcase with a smoking gun in it, just willing to, um, just waiting to unveil it. Doesn't it seem like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we don't, we obviously don't really know what's gone on at Cass. I don't know, you know, I've, I've never studied any of the other verdicts or, or um, uh, decisions and, and processes to see how long it normally takes. Is this, has this been a quick case for Cass? I mean, in my, in my head, it seems to be very quick, you know, uh, and I understand they want to get it done before the Champions League for next season starts. Uh, and that, so that was, uh, quite pressing but with all COVID and everything else for me it just seems to have it just feels like it's, got, it's gone through very quickly um, now you know I could be shooting it at the stars here but um, could it have gone through very quickly simply because it was bat battered away quite early for on procedural grounds that we you know we, uh, UEFA couldn't go back uh, beyond 2014 for uh, one of a number of reasons like uh, Colin has mentioned you know that because we've already agreed a settlement and it's it's done and dusted, and you signed off, and you, you know you signed off that you're not going to go back. Once it's signed off, it's done, it's finished. That period is gone. Um, so it, you know that's what I'm uh, kind of trying to play around in my mind. Has it gone so quickly because it was it was battered away very early before you had to get into any real nitty gritty, or did they get into the nitty gritty? Um, and it was you're, you're not allowed to use that phrase nitty gritty actually ray sorry you're cancelled why, why is that cancelled? Nitty -gritty. Be, because the bbc have said that that phrase is racist oh all right okay i'll, I'll, I'll change it I'll, I'll change it just for the bbc so when you get down to the bitty shitty okay um <laughs> then maybe um <laughs> you know it, it got battered away by some extremely compelling evidence from Abu Dhabi, you know, um, and, and that, that pushed it away. So obviously we don't know. We, we, we live in hope uh, and, and hope for the best. And, you know, it, obviously City aren't making any big uh, transfer announcements yet. Um, I think if we do get off, um, as we hope on Monday, I think the, the transfer wheels will get into motion very, very quickly. Um, and and I think there are some targets um, who are waiting to see what happens before they, they you know they sign on the dotted line, and it could be you know by the end of next week or the week after. I mean I think City will probably 
if, if well, I'm just thinking about it off the, uh, on the hoof now, but if I was City, I wouldn't say anything yet. I mean, I wouldn't say, uh, for instance, announce uh, at sometime next week, uh, oh, Koulibaly's coming and Skriniar's coming, or we get a Nathan Aki too, because John Stones will not, uh, you know, um, uh, step foot on a pitch for the rest of the season, and, and he'll be, um, you know, sulking, and so will Otamendi and maybe Garcia. So I think possibly they'll, they'll, they might hold these back until the season's finished and, and people have given it their all. But yeah, I think there, there will be players who are just waiting to, for this judgment and they'll accept that City may be very confident, but they don't want to sign on the dotted line and then find out they're outside of the Champions League for two years when you're 29 years old, as is Mr. Koulibaly. So I think we'll, we'll, but we will start hearing, I think, more definite moves in the transfer market as well once this decision's done and dusted. Uh, Colin, did, um, <coughs> excuse me, Colin, did it surprise you that a very big hitter in the Manchester City firmament uh, came out and um, expressed his uh, extreme op- optimism that City would be coming out on the on on the right side of this uh, decision on on Monday? Something that then um, a lot of uh, younger City fans then began retweeting all over the place, such that it even got to to my attention because the whole Twitter timeline was um, basically one, one kid after another uh, quoting this individual and saying that, that, this, that, that it was a done deal. Uh, well, yeah, because we, we'll only know for sure on Monday morning, of course. Um, but uh, as I say, the club will have known earlier this week. Um, and, you know, it, course we we know who we're talking about we're talking about Ian Cheeseman of course and um, I I really don't think Ian would risk his reputation if his information wasn't well sourced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just staying with you for a second uh, Colin uh, I was interested in what Ray said uh, earlier on and uh, what you also um, hinted at as well. Uh, Cass when you look at the decisions that Cass have made they really are experts at um, kind of ruling things out on procedural issues without actually getting into the the meat and bones of it. Would you say that that's their that's their? Would you agree that that's their speciality? Uh, that they don't really actually want to get into the meat and bones of of uh, the beef between um, uh, a club and um, and UEFA, uh, and they're quite willing to basically look at the procedural elements and, and make a decision uh, quite quickly on those grounds? I'm not an expert on CAS. I mean, I, I defer to Stefan um, uh, on those matters. He's the lawyer. Uh, my view has always been that CAS exists um, to ensure that pr- proper procedure is followed by, by organisations like UEFA. But... Um, they start a case afresh. So in legal terms, de novo, it starts um, as though nothing has happened. So the case almost starts from its very beginnings. Now, in in a three-day hearing, that's not a lot of time to uh, run a full case and get all sorts of evidence. So um, they must start from some position, I guess. But So I guess what that means from a from this particular circumstance, what what de novo means is that um, we're appealing against a very specific punishment, which is, of course, the two-year ban and, and the fine. 
and that we have to show um, why that punishment is um, is not warranted. And UEFA then have to say why it is warranted. I say three days is a very short time. You know, when you hear some of these court cases that go on for weeks and weeks. Um, and and Stefan himself will say, you know, Amanda Staveley in this case, she's um, involved in against where she's suing Barclays for not paying for not paying her money she thinks she was owed. Um, she get she was on the witness stand alone for eight days. So you know, three days is a short time. So you, you're not actually going to start the case from basic first principles. You can't do that in three days, I would imagine. But I suspect it's a. I think Kaz get a lot of the. Uh, submissions well beforehand so i think you have to supply uh, everything within 30 days of the appeal if i remember rightly i'm not not 100 sure on that so they will have had the evidence in their hands um you know for some time before the actual peer appeal hearing so I, I i have no idea what goes on in the cas hearings whether they drive it whether they ask questions and they go down a very specific route or whether it's a bit like a court case and the you know what the, the appellant which is at us in that in this case we give our side and UEFA counter that and there's all sorts of count cross-examination I just don't know how the hearing worked but my, my impression was always to answer your question was that always more focused on procedure uh, you know has the procedure been followed uh, because we can only go to CAS once the full procedure has been exhausted but I'm also sure it's on the, the merits and the law. Well, looking at the um, CAS handbook, it's also, they, they will answer questions of law as well. Well, Colin, here's another uh, quick question for you. I mean, Ray mentioned earlier that um, he was prepared to uh, put a little bit of uh, faith in the fact that City have perhaps beaten this rap because such a um, you know a, uh, an influential character like Ian Cheeseman could not possibly have made that tweet that he did last night night uh, without being um, um, fairly certain. And uh, Ray mentioned that someone like that would not uh, put his uh, reputation on the line for something that is likely to be false. Now, in that regard, where do all, where do all of those journalists? then stand the ones uh, like Delaney the, the ones like Duncan Castles who basically for the whole year have said that this is happening that City are being banned and, and in fact on most of their in most of their articles and, and podcasts they were basically talking about which team is going to get Man City's Champions League spot for next year and devoted hours to talking about who's going to get fifth in the um, Premier League. Where, where does their reputation um, stand in, in, the, in the event that City were to, um, to get off on Monday? Well, you know, a lot of these guys are completely shameless, let's be honest. They will come out with one opinion one day and come out with a totally contrary opinion two days later. And they'll see no issue with that. Um, and I, I, I think you know people accuse us of being paranoid, but I think there's a clear, clear evidence that there's been an agenda in some quarters uh, against Manchester City. Uh, you can almost see it now. So uh, the Mail headline was "City look likely to escape a ban," as so though we've we've been um, cleared by the skin of our teeth. 
And, and I gather one of the, our tormentors in chief, Rob Harris, and how we allow him back in the Etihad, I do not know. Um, he, th this was a crack. I, I, I'm blocked I, um, after giving some, asking him some hard questions about some of the sources of his funds, as he asked Pep. So, you know, he thought it was fair, fair play to ask Pep that question. Doesn't like being asked the same question himself. Apparently, he came out with a gem that City may may get off on a technicality, such as um, what was it? Cas found they didn't do what they're supposed to have done. Now, <laughs> forgive me, I'm no lawyer, but uh, you know, if you haven't done what someone accuses you of doing, and a court finds that, that's called being innocent, rather than getting off on a technicality. You know, the technicality is we didn't do what we were accused of. I mean, well, it just makes himself like a complete idiot, but it won't bother him because these guys have got such thick skins. You know, you've got, um, you know, Ollie Holt. Uh, yeah, Aguero's a good buy, but Charlie Adam could be the buyer of the summer. Um, Phil Thompson, Kevin De Bruyne, failure. Well, we don't, I can't forget what the exact word he used were, was, but Kevin De Bruyne, you know. Failed at Chelsea. Failed at Chelsea, that's right. He was a failure at Chelsea. You know, these guys are so thick-skinned that they'll find a way of, well, they'll do one of two things. They'll forget they ever said what they said in the first place. They'll be reminded. Or they'll spin it the way they want to. So now, they've got off on a technicality. And that's going, to be, that's going to be dangerous because we do have a couple of guys who are quite adept at uh, bringing back back up to people what they what they said i'm thinking of um a a, a, a couple of uh, guys on twitter that are uh, very good well, at we uh, haven't seen for a while though when we haven't <laughs> seen for a while <laughs> that's if true you're talking technicalities, technically if we're talking technicalities here technically rob harris is a journalist technically <laughs> technically you might not agree with that but technically is you know you talk about their reputations their reputations we're in tatters before this. Anybody who comes there with an open mind, and okay, maybe some of the City fans don't do that, but I think if you try to be objective about what they write, their reputation is in tatters. So what will it be after this? Titters. Titter you not, um, yeah, as Frankie Howard would say. Yeah, what, what people like Ian Herbert call us a grubby little club. Um, oh. You know, journalists, <laughs> some of the Guardian people have called us cheats, or, you know, sewer rats. Oh. Matthew Soward calls us rats. Matthew Soward calls the fans rats. Um, I hope somebody gets up on their high horse uh, on, on Monday if we get away and um, does a roll call of all the Torags that have insulted the fans. Not the one, you know, you can say what you want about the club, but you said it about the fans. You know, yeah. Pigwell Delaney. I mean, I think I'm going to, I will, I'm tempted to start a parody account uh, since he's, he's blocked all City fans because he's, he's got his bottom spanked by his editor uh, for being a naughty boy and, li and living his wet dreams um, and just going uh, over the top with... I mean, what, his comments were, in, in my opinion, so horrendous uh, and, and, and so shameless. I, I'm, I'm shocked that he retained his position for what he said. You know, I, it, it, the kind of comments he said, I would, I would be, uh, no, I couldn't even think about making those comments and continuing in whatever profession I was. I, you know, I just can't believe 
you know, the, the contempt he has um, for, 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 for other people, uh, apart from people, you know, that support him like uh, 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 Jim Bob Corbett, um, that over bloated fat buffoon. Um, sorry, did, did I say something nice about him? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, Colin Savage, it, it does seem that uh, some of the, the scribes are getting their... Um, their answers in early because um, I don't know if you 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 noticed, but uh, particularly last week, when journalists were writing about this case and the and speculating about the outcome, they did make the point that of course uh, Cass would make a decision, but there would be no detail, and so that they would they would make their decision, and we would have to wait a month before uh, an actual report came out, and um, explaining why they came to the conclusions uh, that they did. And so it, it almost seemed like they were sort of preparing um, their readership for the fact that um, even if City were to be found innocent, then we all should suspend our judgment and, uh, until we, yeah. um, we, we, we get the actual report and then we'll be able to go through it with a fine tooth comb. I think that was the... That that was the, the the kind of the sense of it. Did you did you get that? Um, to be honest, I tend to ignore most of them, but um, we, we may not get that actual reason decision because both parties have to agree to it. So, so um, Cas will release a, uh, a brief version of of their verdict, but we may not we won't get the detail unless both parties agree to it. And actually, I could see City not agreeing to it um, because there, there might be information in there about the funding of Etihad, which they don't particularly want to be in the public domain. Uh, and I think this was the basis of the case because the, I'm not quite sure the status of the case. There's a big case being um, or was uh, brought in the US against the three Gulf Airlines. I think we mentioned this before. Um, Qatar Airways, Etihad and uh, Emirates about state funding and um, you know that would be fairly if it was seen that out, out in the public that um, the state of Abu Dhabi were, were funding Etihad then that, that could be a serious issue from a legal point of view I, I think the Open Skies case has more or less been settled I, but I'm not 100% sure of that but yeah I mean they've all been changed you know it, it'll be we um, what was again? I think it was Rob Harris saying that, uh, that we argued our case based on technicalities and, uh, and aggression towards UEFA. Um, you know, these guys have no idea what went on at CAS. They've no idea what our arguments were. They don't understand FFP. They don't understand the background to the settlement in 2014. They don't understand related party transactions. You know, they, they just don't understand the rules. And, and that shows in everything they write. And, and you know, w where I lost patience with Delaney I, I, was um, we, we had a long, uh, well, we had a discussion on Twitter. Uh, he was claiming that this case was not linked to the original settlement agreement or, or, or the um, events that led to that. When it was quite painfully obvious, I mean, you know, I've studied FFP more than most. It was quite painfully obvious this was related to those events, at least. It might have been, might have been others, but this went back to the core of those events. So basically, we'd, um, you know, gone into a settlement having given UEFA false information. 
and, and, and that's the point I made to him. And I thought, I'm going to be kind. Um, I'm going to give him a long, you know, Twitter isn't the easy place to do it. I'm going to give him a long list of reasons why I believe this case has been brought and what it's about and, and um, you know, what potential um, avenues might be. So I did this and it took me about 45 minutes on Twitter to do about, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 tweets. So I said, here's the evidence now. And he said, that's not right. I said, well, tell me why it's not right. And he said, I can't tell you my confidential sources. So I'm not asking you to name any sources, just asking you to tell me why I'm wrong. And he said, I can't do that. I, you know, I'm not allowed to do that. And you think, this guy's just a, you know, a blathering windbag. You know, Delaney's chief sports writer of a paper which is supposedly better than, you know, the, the average red top paper. You know, and if that's the level, he, he doesn't understand FFP. He has no idea. He just blathers, um, you know, comes out with it, it's all a stream of consciousness with Delaney. Um, and, and his paper, I think, have recognised that, you know, that his interactions on social media have not enhanced his reputation or the reputation of his paper. And he's not the only one that, you know, perhaps he's just a, a you know, a, a bit of a windbag and doesn't like to you know be proved wrong but I, I think we've said there are more sinister agendas at play in some areas of the media yeah i've got uh, a quick i've got a question yeah, for for we're not going to back down uh yeah i've got a question for both of you guys um I, I obviously i teach a lot of um korean students and um one of them had chosen to read about this case as part of his reading project and at the end of going through... He's not got a girlfriend, has he? He's uh, not got a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, probably, probably not. Um, um, but um, Ray, what, a, what he had to do was, I mean, these students all had to pick a particular subject and read everything they could about it. And um, I don't know whether he, he thought, or, 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 well, he just assumed that he was being sophomoric and uh, naive, but he said, isn't this just, of course, he didn't articulate it quite the way that I'm doing, but he basically saying, isn't this a case that this was um, a dispute between UEFA and a football club that was done and dusted until these leaks made UEFA look at it again, uh, a decision that they'd already made, and uh, under pressure from that football team's competitors, tried to open it up again. And I said, it's very difficult for me to argue that you're wrong. Um, what would you say? I, I say A+. Plus. That's it. For his project, he's got an A yeah. straight away. He's got to the nub of it very succinctly, very easily, very quickly. He's hit the nail on the head. It was, it's just, you know, you got, sadly, it, there's, there's an old English proverb which say, empty vessels make the most noise. So you've got Senior <laughs> Tebas. Um, uh, the uh, president of the uh, La Liga, who comes out with some of the most inane tripe uh, that you could imagine. And you've got others who are weavering you know, away behind the scenes like uh, Gill and, uh, and one or two others. Um, and they're all there. It's about make, you know, getting the best for their own clubs or their own leagues. And, it, and a lot of it's just political fabric, fabrication, um, trying to score points here and there. Um, you know they'll push small clubs around quite easily, uh, and I think they'll find you know pushing big clubs around isn't so easy. The smaller clubs just 
a lot of them just let it go. City would have been willing to push this all the way to the end, I believe. And uh, so your student is is bang on the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, a couple star from me as well. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 baby. I, I, I think this is. Oh, I, how do you say in Korea? He's bang on the one, or is it the dong that you use in Korea? <laughs> bang on the one, bang on the one. But um, yeah, it, 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 it certainly, if you were an impartial observer, none of us are, but it certainly looked like that. And, um, and this does have, there, there is some reason for thinking so without necessarily being, you know, a blinkered fan of a, of a particular club. I mean, the way that Leroy Sané was tapped up for a complete year and uh, Bayern Munich, the, the team in question, have been doing pretty much the same with uh, two or three other players and they're basically allowed to get away with it um, and none of us can question that. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable the way things have gone in that direction. But um, yeah, any final thoughts, gentlemen? I realise we've been on a while, but... Um, um, any, well, any... Pep said something at the press conference, um, the, the Brighton press conference uh, for, for that game. We're still playing Premier League games. And Pep said, we are ready. I have a lot of confidence and trust with the people that we will be allowed to play the Champions League because we want to be on the field during these years. And, and he said something else as well. I, I can't remember what that was. And, and, and he, uh, when, when he said it, I thought, is he just... And this is before I'd, saw, I'd seen anything from Ian Cheeseman or anybody else. And I just thought, is he, is he just saying that because he doesn't know or does he trust the people and they, they've given him strong evidence? He's always said... It's not any of his business, but he believes um, the, um, the executives at the club. And, I'm, I, and it's a shame, actually, I haven't had enough time to go and watch the actual press conference. I've just read um, the, the text of it to see what his body language was like, you know, just to see if you think, is he, is he supremely confident? Because he knows, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest, if it was me <laughs> and I knew <laughs> I, I, I'd be shouting about it at the press conference, I'd, I'd, get, I'd, get, I'd probably get the sack, but it'd be worth it. Um, but, you know, it's the way he says it. So I, I, I'm just hopeful that uh, Pep's right, Cheeseman's right uh, and, and everybody else is right. Mm-hmm. Any final uh, thoughts there, Colin, before we sign off? Uh, no, but, um, well, not really. I mean, it will be um, interesting on Monday, obviously, and uh, I might not get m- much work done, though I've got a load of meetings in the diary, so um, mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting day. Um, and, well, can, can, um, can, we do, can we do a Boris Johnson, uh, um, Colin? On, Friday, on, on Sunday night, we record two pods yeah. uh, or two videos. <laughs> And stick out the one that's right. <laughs> that's a very interesting idea. It, it is, but it certainly seems uh, from what uh, what we've been saying on on this pod that um, if if these rumours, you know, uh, about uh, City's um, alleged innocence do do prove to be true, I don't know. I I, I think that if I was um, one of this particular group of, of journalists, I might be tempted to go back through my Twitter account and see how many um, articles and posts that I, I, I could delete because it's going to get thrown up in their faces very, very, very quickly, uh, I'd imagine. Oh, perhaps it's just as well I've got a busy day on Monday. Uh, 
if City do get exonerated, the you know football Twitter is going to go into meltdown. It really is. And and any time any of those reprobates sticks their neck above the parapet, someone will do whack a mole on their heads. Um, <laughs> and I hope it's every single time. If this is it, of course, if City get off, um, yeah. because those guys will never ever ever live it down. Well, hopefully we'll never let them forget about it. Um, but uh, anyway, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, little pod. Um, uh, Colin and Ray and, and I are off to record another one, which is, um, you know, based on the um, the idea that City lose this case. And we'll put out the appropriate one, you know, on Monday, depending on the outcome. Of course, I'm kidding. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, we have enjoyed it. We hope you have, and uh, we're going to sign off now. And before we do that, we're just going to thank our two uh, BFTB guys for their contributions. First of all, Mr. Colin Savage, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure. And also, you've been listening to Ray from City Fan TV. Ray, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's been a fantastic way to uh, finish off the week. Absolutely, guys. Well, um, we'll be back with you very soon. And so until then, as we always say, have one on us and up the blues. Your mind took a holiday You're